It's time now for Minds Over Matter, the Bay Area's favorite quiz show. Tonight, moderator Dana Rodriguez is joined by two panelists, educator Lori Fisher and cryptographer Jeremy Horowitz. You ain't wrong, you're right. If it ain't day, it's night. If you ain't sure, you might. Gotta be this or that. And now here's your host, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Joanne. I just realized the mood lighting in my dining room is not doing me any favors at all. Uh, but uh, welcome to Minds Over Matter. And we do hope you can spare us an hour of your time tonight because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program. So what we are looking for is, of course, your participation. We do hope you will call in with an answer for our questions. Or if you have a question of your own, that is wonderful as well. The two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll free 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. My apologies out there for people that were uh, dinging me about where is our podcast, where is our podcast, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm sorry it took a few days to get it up, so uh, hopefully it will be a little bit faster next week uh, or for this week, I, I should say. But uh, but anyway, it's up now, so so feel free to listen. Again, 415-841-4134 uh, or toll-free 866-798-8255. Just to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter one at gmail.com. That is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That is the numeral one. Minds over matter one at gmail.com. Always great to hear from you. Feel free to email us anytime. And I know you do, but keep it up. If you'd like to hear us in live stream, that is at K-A-L-W.org. And of course, as I mentioned before, the podcast should be up in a reasonable amount of time after our show tonight. And that will also be at KALW.org and many, many other places. Let's start with KALW. I'm sure they would appreciate that. So we are going to start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions. I do want to advise you to call us early in the show. We want to take as many calls as we can. And we do want to hear from you. Uh, and the earlier you call, the better or the better chance you have of getting on. Uh, so, okay, as I mentioned, here's the first introduction. My next guest needs no introduction. Beat is Jeremy Horowitz's favorite Netflix show. <laughs> I love that you said beat. Uh, I did. <laughs> amazingly, every did. year, yeah. right around this time, Lori Fisher does manage to fall back, but nevertheless, never believes he has successfully saved any daylight. I do not think I have. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, was happy to see the numbers of trick-or-treaters return to pre-COVID levels at his house. At least 150 kids took every piece of candy we had to offer. They might have even taken circus peanuts had we stooped that low. Yes. <laughs> but you never do stoop that low, right? Thank, thankfully, it didn't come to that, but yeah. but yes. Well, you don't have them. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't stoop no. that low, right? Yeah. No. Uh, however, uh, we will begin with Jeremy Horowitz. Today marks the 75th anniversary of what TV show's debut episode? 
So do some math for us and tell us what what year that would be. Add 25 to the current year and then subtract 100. (laughs) No. Uh, Let's see. So 22. So, oh, you really want us to do the math there. That, that that's really the problem, right? It's it's nineteen forty seven. Okay, forty seven. Yes. So, so when you say seventy fifth anniversary, the show is you're applying. The show is still on. The show is still on. That is correct. I'll even so explicitly it, say it. Is it face the nation or meet the press? It is face the nation or meet the press. In fact, it is meet the press. All right. Yeah. There, we there go. you go. Very there good. All right. Uh, give us another question, Jeremy. Um, okay. There have been uh, – who, who are the only three U.S. presidents that had two living parents at the time of their their first inauguration? Ooh. So there have only been two. No, there have been – sorry, three, three presidents. Three, I'm sorry. Two right. parents. Oh, and you've sure. heard of all of them. <laughs> right. I would hope. Yeah, um, oh, right. Yes, Joanne is is guessing, and I think correctly, John Kennedy. That is correct. The very young John Kennedy had two living parents at the time of his inauguration. Dana, were Obama's parents alive? Nice. His <laughs> father, his father, no. His okay. father was not. Yeah, his okay. mother, yes. Good guess, a young president. I mean, I yeah, I was wondering young. about no wait a minute now let me think not John John Quincy Adams perhaps no actually all right he's the very reasonable guess of course huh. so who, who are the who are the young the the whippersnapper presidents <laughs> the kids well, I mean you can rule you know you can rule out Joe Biden for example but right. Uh, all Dana, right. Well, well Dana, you that. know this. How about FDR? Uh, not his father. His father died when he was fairly young. His mother was still okay. around. All right. Um, but okay, leave it out, Jeremy. I want to repeat that. Uh, sure. And and uh, by the way, uh, uh, Roosevelt. I think they were both dead at the time of his inauguration. But you're right about the father dying young uh, when the, he was young. No, uh, the mother. Before... The mother didn't die until 1941. So really? yes. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then, then she would definitely be alive for his first and yes. second and <laughs> third, in fact, and possibly. Right. Anyway, uh, the question again, <laughs> as you requested, who are the only three U.S. presidents that had two living parents at the time of their first inauguration? And Joanne picked up uh, JFK. There's two more. All right. And uh, Lori, you go ahead. All right. Well, I have a, a question that's honoring Dana's trick-or-treating and love of candy. I have, uh, I think, seven catchphrases or slogans for well-known candies. And I'll give you the catchphrase. You tell me the candy. First one is, taste the rainbow. Second one is, makes mouths happy. Number three is, two for me, none for you. Number three is, if he kissed you once, will he kiss you again? Number four, or let's see, five is, give me a break. Six is, isn't life juicy? And the last one is, hungry, why wait? So it's taste the rainbow, makes mouth mouths happy, two for me, none for you. If he kissed you once, will he kiss you again? Give me a break. Isn't life juicy, hungry, why wait? Give you one or two each. All right. Well, uh, taste the rainbow is, I believe that's fentanyl. 
Uh, sorry, skills. <laughs> sorry. I, 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 um, and then uh, Wait, hungry. What, what, what was your real answer? Skittles. Skittles. Oh, the fe- no, Skittles. Yes, that is Skittles, correct. Skittles. <laughs> Uh, and hungry, why wait? Let's do top and bottom here. That is Snickers. It is Snickers. Very good. All right. Dana, give you one or two. Well, makes mouths happy. I think that's Twizzler. Is that Twizzler? It, it is Twizzler. Yeah. Yeah. Bill on that. Okay. Got one more? Now I have to stop <clears throat> there. I can't think of any others at the okay. moment. Okay. So leave it out there for two for me, none for you. If he kissed you once, will he kiss you again? Give me a break, and isn't life juicy? So if he kissed you once, will he kiss you again? That's not a, a mint of some kind? Well, it is a mint of some kind. I you know, I think it could pass for candy, but I don't want to be too technical, but yes. All right. Okay. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, from Tom and Debbie in Napa. Hi. Yeah. So Kit Kat. The give me a break. That is. Give me a break of that Kit Kat bar. Very good. Remember that. Okay. Uh, question How many items in the Library of Congress? <laughs> how, many, how many items? There's, oh, there's no way of knowing. It changes daily. So, what good is point. it today? It's frozen in time, probably about a year ago. Uh, it's, no, it, it's, it, it's, it's changed in the last year. I, I feel comfortable in saying. Yep, that's no doubt. Uh, well, they, they get they get how many newspapers a day? Right, right exactly. They only have yeah, right. they only, only one thing of mine. But oh, uh, really? All right, a uh, hundred million. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, a billion. <laughs> any. Lower. Okay, I'll go with three hundred and fifty million. One more guess. Hey, Dana. Well, lower. Yeah, I'll say 275 million. So apparently there's 173 million items. Right. You mean, so when you say items, in other words, things in the permanent collection, in other words. Correct. And a surprise, relatively surprisingly small number of those are actually books. Right. Of 173 million items, how many think are, are, are books in the Library of Congress? Wow. <laughs> well, you mean what percentage? I mean, well, we won't no, in actual numbers, because items is the 173, and they've got things like the Declaration of Independence, a Stradivarius, a Rosenfarts recipe yeah, for the, peanut butter, <laughs> banana pancakes, um, <laughs> lots of things that are not books. And it's, They probably don't have... Go ahead. They, they probably don't have that many declarations of independence. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, apparently the one they have is a quote-unquote draft. Anyway. So there's, oh, of the 173 million items, 40 million are books. Oh. But the rest are things such as I, I mentioned, and the books are in 470 languages. Hmm. So, wow. Uh, That's great. Speaking of books, uh, unfortunately here, um, in from July 2021 to 2022, how many book titles were banned from schools in the United States, according to PE and Pan America? That is a big year. It was a big number. Yeah, I mean, these things go. 783. <laughs> it's, more. it's more, right? It is more. I'm gonna, I, how about 2,500? No, 
1,600 book titles banned in yes. that time period. So. Mm. <coughs> anyway, yay for the Library Shocking. of Congress. Um, you didn't. You didn't let me guess, and I had the exact number too. <laughs> okay. yeah, nice. One point three billion. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the show. Good night. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Sunday at five p.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. Our panel tonight that would be Jeremy Horwitz, uh, cryptographer, Laurie Fisher, retired from Diablo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on ninety-one point seven FM. That is K-A-L-W, your local public radio station. All right, let me give you a couple of questions here. So I was looking at an old uh, Twilight Zone the other day, and it brought up a question to me. Who are the two actors who appeared in more... uh, I'm talking about the the classic uh, Twilight Zone, not when they brought it back later. Who are the two actors that starred in the most episodes of the Twilight Zone? And how many episodes each? Oh, about five each, I would say. And uh, so they're both quite well-known movie and television actors. So who are the two movie and television actors who starred in the most uh, episodes of the classic Twilight Zone? Is Burgess Meredith one? Uh, I will give you each one guess, and Burgess Meredith is one of them. Very good. Can I also guess Burgess Meredith? You can. I wasn't even thinking that. You, no. you, um, you get a bell, though, if you do. Yeah, oh, so. How about Jack Klugman? That is very good. That is the other one. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Excellent. I'm impressed by both of us. Yeah. Yes. So All right. the, two, the two actors who starred in the most episodes of the classic Twilight Zone are Burgess Meredith and Jack <clears throat> Klugman. Very good. Okay, let me give you a let me give you a different question here. Um, what is the More. oldest candy brand in the United States? Still going. Hershey chocolate. No. Okay. So it's I'm looking old. for when you when I say a candy brand, I'm looking for an individual candy. Okay. Okay. Like circus peanuts, something. Yes, like that. <laughs> it's not circus. Peanuts. Those are old, and like when you get them, they seem old. You know? They're already two hundred years old. So, you want to give us a uh, decade or century, or that? Uh... It's from the nineteenth century. Okay, and so before so, Hershey's. Yes. Well, what is the oldest candy still made in the United States? I, I, can I guess that it's not chocolate? Would that be a? Can I ask you if it's chocolate or not? You can ask anything you want. Is it chocolate? Um, <laughs> Will you answer? Uh, I don't think I'm going to say right now. All right. How about juicy fruit? No, that's a that's a decent that seems guess. old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what is the oldest candy uh, still made in the United States? Uh, okay. Second question: What are the three largest states in order of area that have no cities with over a hundred thousand or more? What are the Jesus. three largest states in order of area that have over uh, have no cities over a hundred thousand or more? Now I'm not done with the question. Oh. <laughs> Give me those three in order. Well, the order is going to be in Let's order get of the area. three first. Yeah. In, in other order words, you're going from the business. biggest state to the smallest state of the three that that do not have any cities over a hundred thousand. So is so we want to sort by area. Correct. States, so you're starting states, with so, what is so the, the three largest states in area, in a geographical area, that have no cities over 
uh, 100,000 or more. So Wyoming, I assume? You have to give me the three and- All three. Okay. Good well, let's work yeah. together. Right. I, I think, right. Mont is Montana gonna be one, Jeremy? I think so. Um, that's a tough call. Okay. I mean, that'll be the biggest, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but it may have a city of 100,000, is that it? I don't yeah. think it does, but I don't that's know. All, that's all I'm worried about. Yeah, I thought Cheyenne might have over 100,000, but no, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not even sure about that. Yeah. So we could well. go Montana, Wyoming. I don't know what, I don't even know what the third one would be. I mean, one of the Dakotas? Both of the Dakotas? Which, uh, which, <laughs> which one's bigger? Is South Dakota bigger? I'm not even sure. Yeah. Um, but, all right. Think it over okay. when you, when you come up with the uh, three. It's getting them in, it's getting them in order because we might get the three, but then he, we have. No, know, I think we'll get the size. I can tell you the size okay. order of Montana, Wyoming, and South oh, that's Dakota. That's right. That's right. That's right. If we get the, yeah, okay. Well, why don't we go with that first? Sure. There's yeah. So we're going with Montana, Wyoming, and uh, South Dakota. No. Are any of them? Are any of them in the correct place? I'm not even going to tell you. Oh, that. come on. Right. So again, uh, my two questions: What are the? What is the oldest candy still made in the U.S.? Started in the 19th century. It's a well-known candy. And uh, what are the three largest U.S. states? in order of area that have no cities with over 100,000 people or more. So I want you to give me those three states in order from largest to smallest. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. I see. How are you? Good. Very good. So we had 5.1 earthquake a few weeks ago, and uh, it happened one of the fault. Which one? It was on the, um, what fault was it? The, not Calistoga. It was, um, cool. it, I always was guess Loma Prieta. No, it's no. not. It, it's, <laughs> no, it's one of the lesser. Was in San Andreas. Okay, Calaveras. Lesser known. Calaveras fault. Which is down uh, okay. southeast right. San Jose, around that area, Malpitas. Okay, so Calaveras changed name to this fault, more famous. Which one? You mean, they no longer call it the Calaveras Fault? Actually, uh, no, the funny thing about fault, because there are cracks in the in earth, they change names as it goes through, you know, uh, different area. It is the famous so Hayward Fault. So oh. Calaveras, you know, it, it really is different because it is a different crack, but it's just going from south to north. So it is called the Hayward Fault. And then the Hayward Fault, which will go all, all the way from Malpitas down, I mean, up, to, well, Fremont, uh, Hayward, San Leandro, Oakland, Berkeley. It actually goes under the, the bay, it goes to Richmond, it goes under the bay to Marine County with a different name. Does anybody know? No, we don't, we don't know. Well, it's you know, it's sort of indication because really, we are already up for a big one. We really are. I mean, in sociology, uh, Hayward Fault have an average cycle of 140 years for 7 plus magnitude. The last time that happened was in 1868, so we're about eight, nine, ten years uh, overdue. Okay, so let's forget about earthquake. Hopefully, we can survive. Everybody, make sure you're prepared for it. I asked a question before, but it's interesting. It takes light only eight minutes from the sun's surface to us, to face my face to the Earth. How long does it take that exact beam of light or photon, if you want to call them? From the center of the sun, was all produced to the surface of the sun. 
I give, I give it choices. I give it choices. Okay, eight minutes from the sun to earth. Okay, it could be. Is it seven minutes? Seventy years? Seven hundred years? Or seventy thousand years? I'm going to go with seven minutes. Seventy thousand years on the average. Would you believe that? It no. takes the same light that hit your face eight minutes from the sun uh, surface to, you, to your face eight minutes. It takes it long, and the the, the way it makes that light keep reflecting, reflecting, reflecting. When it goes, what creates gamma ray, which can kill us all if it doesn't attenuate it, go to a visible light. It's like a very drunk man in a very crowded bar. And he, he, he's trying to go out to the door, so he keeps uh, bouncing back and forth, back and forth on people. This is why it takes over. On the average, some light will take a million years. On the average, 70,000 years for the beam of light created in the center <clears throat> of the sun to the surface of the sun. All of the great show. Thank you very much. Thank you for Thank uh, you. Show. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, see with Eid, you, you never have to wait for the answer because he gives it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, yeah. and we never know. Well, if it's not it's Egypt, we don't know it. Yeah. And, <laughs> all right, next call. Hi, you're on Minds of Matter. Hey there, it's Stephen Vallejo. Hi, Steve. Hi. Um, Lori um, isn't like juicy, is Starburst. It is Starburst. That's a bell. And uh, I think the two for me, none for you, is Twix. It is Twix. Good candy intel. Very nice. That's good. And then um, Dana, for the oldest candy, is that uh, Necco wafers? Maybe it is not. Necco wafers is is certainly an old <laughs> candy, and it might be the second or third oldest, but it's not the oldest. I taste the oldest. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure it's exactly beans. candy, but <laughs> really. Um, okay, so a question for you regarding a uh, classic sitcom. If you can figure out what sitcom it is, and then a couple questions about it. Um, it was among the 20 most-watched TV programs for eight of its nine seasons. And okay. it was the number one series for, for its first two seasons. Oh, that's interesting. And uh, uh, 16 of its episodes are among the 100 most-watched episodes in American history. A lot. And it started in the 1960s. Huh. All right. So it started in the 1960s. It went into the all, 1970s. All in the family. Oh, yeah. Nope. Too early for the all in the family. It started later, right? All in the family. So what was popular? At the most popular show in its first two seasons. So it came, must have had a star in it. Uh, right. Someone had to have come from something. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, um, what was the uh, Patty Duke didn't run that long, but no. Um, okay, so it started in the late sixties, went into the mid to late seventies, then nine years. Yeah, right. When did when did Mash start? Uh, that's that's yeah. So the, the movie's nineteen seventy. The TV show is seventy two. Okay. <clears throat> oh. Give us another hint, Steve. The show started in 1962. Oh, 62. Oh, so is that the Beverly Hillbillies? Yes, it is. That, that, ran, right. for, that ran for, wow. Nine seasons. Yeah. 
right. So how much how much money did the Beverly Hillbillies have? <laughs> the you family? Know, I I think it was was it like around forty million, but I'm on, I'm not really sure, but something it wasn't as high as you would you know think necessarily today but but uh yeah, was, so it 40 million, was it 40 million, 40 million or under it's under 40 million yeah under is 40 it, million is it mentioned in the song is that how we know or do they talk no. about it in the show the old jed's a millionaire no. is mentioned in the song oh that's right <laughs> yeah yeah they so talk, is it talk maybe, about it on the show maybe 30 or 25 something like that yeah so when the show started it was 25 million okay at the end of this show in 1971, it was higher than that, though. Well, they, well I think they made a little money in the meantime. They invested well with, <laughs> yeah. with whoever the banker yeah. was. I forget their name. Huh. So, yeah. Ms. Mr. Hathaway, Drysdale, I think, was the banker, wasn't he? I trust uh, Mr. Hathaway, though. Mr. Drysdale yes. was the, was the oh, banker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, so and at, the end were... of the series, at the end of the series, they said they had $100 million. Well, Okay. All right. They did very well, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then lastly, who's the only surviving main cast member? Max, it's Bear? Uh, yeah, Max Bear Jr. Jr. I mean, that's right. As of, right. as of about five years ago, he's the he's the last one. Right. Nice. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. And uh, you're listening to Minds Over Matter. Hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to give us a call. Uh, we would love to hear from you with a question or answer. 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll free, 866-798-8255. And Jeremy, I think it's your turn. All right, let's see if I can do this. Uh, let's see how convoluted this gets. What film, I'm looking for the title of a film, was nominated for four Oscars. One of them was the then youngest Oscar nominee for acting, the gender, leader supporting, ever, as well as an Oscar nomination for the then youngest, and it turned out, winner for best director. I would also like to note, to make things even more confusing, both those records are now second youngest. (laughs) So currently the second youngest nominee for acting for an Oscar, and currently the second youngest winner for best director directed and acted in the same film and their nominations were for that film. If you followed any of that, please name the film. Is is this any relation to Kramer versus Kramer? Uh, only in so much as Kramer versus Kramer is broke one of the records. The the uh, Justin Henry is the person who is the youngest now nominee for any acting. Okay. So it was before that, in other words. Absolutely. Yeah, and when you is it Either acting category or was it for best any, any of the any of the four acting categories? Oh, okay. he, he was nominated, I'm pretty sure, for best actor. So, so then would it be Jackie Cooper for Skippy? It is. Ooh. It is absolutely Skippy. So, there you go. I thought we we're gonna have to go through. Well, 1931, I think something like that. It is absolutely 1931. Yes. And, and then uh, the, the director, the director was, is is Norman Tayrog, isn't it? Is it Norman Tayrog? That is absolutely right. The uncle of the aforementioned uh, Jackie Cooper. And, and what's the name of the film? Have we gotten that? Skippy. Skippy. Oh, that's the name of the film too. Yep. All right. Yes. How old? And how old was Jackie Cooper? Uh, was, he was. Who was go he? ahead. 
No, I mean, I'm not really sure. Was he like nine, eight, eight, nine, something like that? He was eight, nine, something like that. He was nine. <laughs> he was, he was, I believe, just barely nine, in fact. Wow. So eight, nine or something like that is probably an excellent description. All right. Uh, 109 days older than when Justin Henry was nominated for the aforementioned uh, premier screen. Interesting. Okay. Give us, uh, give us one more question, Jerry. Um, okay. What's the only U.S. state? whose name shares no letters with its capital's name. Um, is it um, Pierre, South Dakota? It is Pierre, South Dakota, pronounced wow. correctly as well, our only monosyllabic state capital. <clears throat> All, right. Nice. All right. That's good. Don't forget, don't forget your bell. All yeah. right. I've, all right, I've given you enough chances now. Um, <laughs> to, so. to bring the fun, I hope I've done it. Yeah, that's right. So let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, can you uh, name any of the seven acts that were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yesterday? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Dolly, Dolly Rebecca Parton. Yes. That's one. Uh, I want. Judas, I want all. I'm Judas sorry. Priest. I meant to. I'm, you want all yeah, seven. She wants sure. all yeah, seven. Yeah, I want all seven. Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo, technically. Uh, yeah. Carly Simon, Eminem, Duran Duran, um, Judas Priest, Eurythmics. This is not Judas. Not Judas Priest. They were not. Oh, you're exactly right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're, you're right. Judas Priest just played with uh, Dolly Parton. Um, yeah. Did a version of Jolene. I, I mean, as did everyone else. Um, how many am I missing? How many are we missing? I think you got six of the seven. I didn't know uh, those. So Dana, you can get the last one. I, yeah, right. Those no, are these I, are good, I, Jeremy. I'm I was reading about it this morning, so yeah. kind of kind of okay. on the brain. It was one, for so, obvious reasons. It just happened on Sunday. All right, but let's, let's go over the list again, just to just to make sure. So go ahead, Jeremy. What say it again? Uh, do I have to? <laughs> Dolly yeah. Parton. Uh, right. Pat Benatar, Neil Giraldo, Carly Simon, most of Duran Duran. Um, I think Andy Taylor had to sit out. One of the um, Durans? Yes, yes. One <laughs> of the three t- unrelated Taylors, actually. Um, Eminem. So uh, who are we missing? Oh, um, I know you're missing um, 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 Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Yeah. Yes, and his That's mustache. It. Yeah, Dana, nice work on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Good. Yeah, that that was it. But I have a guess on the uh, three largest states by area. Um, Would that be Montana? Let me think here. Montana, New Mexico, and Wyoming. No. Okay. You're not giving us any hints. Okay, that was it. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye-bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. Uh, we're here every Sunday at 5 p.m. Feel free to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, five, uh, excuse me, 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. And we are about halfway through. So let's quickly repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. Jeremy? Uh, nope. You guys keep getting them. All right. Okay. And Lori? I have one slogan for a candy or perhaps a mint that is if he, if he kissed you once, will he kiss you again? And that's all I have out there. 
Okay, and I have what is the oldest candy brand in the United States still going strong? Uh, started in the 19th century in Philadelphia, actually. Okay. Uh, what are the three largest states in order of area that have cities with no cities with over 100,000 people or more? And definitely no New Mexico on that one. Albuquerque is way bigger than 100,000. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I'll, I'll relax the, uh, you don't have to give them to me in order, but you do have to give me the three states. Um, so and, if and, you can do that. And with Jeremy and mean, I did that, we were not correct, right? With Montana. You were not correct, yeah. Right. I'm not Those were in order by one. area. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you if you have one or two, you have to get all three. You don't have to give them to me in order, but you have to give me all three. I, I have a question about the candy. In the When yes. it was originally made, was it were they individually wrapped like in pieces of paper or they no? They were of, not. No, okay. it always came in a small box, I believe. All right. Oh, all right. Yeah, so or at least a package or something. They aren't Mary Janes. I'm trying to think of. No, they are not like Mary that. Janes. Okay, and you won't give us the chocolate Wait, clue. This pot counts as a candy. I'm confused here. Mm. <laughs> uh, so let's see. And <laughs> Lori, I think it's your turn. It is. All right. I was looking. Our friend Kurt, a regular listener, might be good at this one. I was looking at a map of San Francisco for a bunch of reasons, kind of an old map. And I decided to look up the street names of San Francisco in alphabetical order. So I'm wondering if you alphabetize the street names and let's take the numerical names out of the equation, which would be the three listed first and which would be the three listed last. So street names in San Francisco. So in other words, the three closest to A and nearest the top of the alphabet and the three at the ZN, if you put them in alphabetical order. Hmm. And we wanted some uh, more and, local yeah. color questions. Yeah. Uh, Anza. So it's, there's got to be a bunch before Anza. That's the first thing that comes there to mind. There are a bunch before Anza. Yeah. yeah. Anza is not in the top eight. Is it in the top nine? I don't, I only take oh. a list off at eight. <laughs> Oh, hands and I mean, there's, there. I can't even think of a Y or a Z. Or an X, obviously. Are you, do you live in San Francisco? I, I am I am there currently. Look, look out I your mean, street, so, Carter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that may so not help. Wood, Wood Street is, is the alphabetically latest one I can think of right now. I, I suspect many, many, many beat that. I don't know if many, 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 but but they. I will say this. They're in the Zs. We're, we're in, earlier in the As than Anza. And there are all three are in the Z's. There's at least six or five Z's. And so I'm looking for the three closest to the end of the alphabet. We've got plenty of San Francisco listeners if you guys can't get them. So, right. yeah. And I looked them all up on the map just to make sure they exist. And they do. Sure. Okay. Let's think about this. For okay. A there's, there's Albion. Uh, Albion would be good. And it's before... Anza, Anza. But yeah, but it's, <laughs> we still have more before that. Yeah, that's a good but, guess. You're getting closer. Keep going. Oh, there's a. Uh, well, I don't think this. No, this wouldn't be the first. There's an Annie. I remember, uh, but that's not. Annie, I don't, it's probably not far it, enough down. It's not. Yeah, get much closer. There's some street that's an Alta. No, again, that's not probably. I'll tell you, it's before any A L. So, so go before A L. I also know there's a there's an Acme Street someplace. Or, uh, okay, Acme's getting really close. Acme is the eighth one on the list. Yep, Acme Alley actually, but that where there's 
I'm looking for the first three. That's number eight. Yeah, I don't know. So might be technically number six, but it's not in the top three. But that's okay. good. Leave that's good. All right. So we're looking for that. Closest to the beginning of the alphabet, the three closest, and the three closest to the end. They begin with A and Z. There's an, there's a, there's an Abbey Street. Yes. A-B-B-E. It is near Abbey Street, and that is the lowest one. It's near Dolores and Seventeen. So right near some of our listings. That's great. But, right near me, in fact. Is that what you are? So yeah. look around. You have to explore. Yeah. You were okay. right. Look, I still listen. <laughs> I told you. Look out your window. Very good. Abbey Street is the number is the closest to the start of the alphabet, number one. So we're looking for two more A's and three Z's. All right. So how many streets are there? Are streets that start with Z? Correct. Correct. There's at least five, and I'm looking for the three closest. Uh, Joanne is guessing Acton, and Acton would be on the list, but it's not close enough to the beginning of the alphabet. Ooh, that, that's a, that's certainly a useful hint. So mm-hmm. we basically need an A, B's, or A, C's. At this oh, no, point. no, no. There's, there's, um, wait a minute. Is this a Correct. Z or not? Okay, I think there's a, the, the, only, the only one I can think of with a Z is there is a street. I'm trying to remember where it is now. Maybe it's not in even San Francisco. There's a Zoe Street. Oh, that's it. It's near Third and, I looked it up. It's near Third and Bryant. And there's right. one before Zoe and one after Zoe. <clears throat> so very good. So we've knocked off Abby and Zoe, two women's names. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. And we're looking for two more A's and two more Z's. All right. That's, uh, I don't know any other Z's. Right. Uh, okay. And okay. let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, everybody. It's hey, San Francisco. Hi, Hayes. Um, I made an attempt to get you back to your 7 p.m. slot by not putting my clock back. That got us close. Getting close. Yeah. It's getting close. Hayes, um, if only it was that easy to do things, I would have done yeah. it a long time ago. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying. What can I say? Thank you. Um, there, wasn't there a question about a president whose um, parents were alive? And at at the question? start of his inauguration, absolutely. Love some guesses on that. What about W? George Well, Bush. that's that's a great guess because it's correct. Oh, nice. Very nice. Oh, of course. Good work. Yeah, because I, I figured that I thought I was wrong because that seemed so obvious, but never mind. Um, the uh, the candy thing. I know that in the UK, I think Cadbury's dairy milk was really old. So let me guess for UK uh, for USA. What about Hershey's chocolate bar? No, it's not Hershey's. Okay, and um, it's really funny that you just asked that question a little while ago because I was at Stern Grove last week, and there is an A Street in Stern Grove. Say the name again. AIDS. A A. The he's, he's right. A. There's the letter A. He's right. Oh, yeah. oh well, yep. then let's put that at the top of the list. I didn't see it yeah, come up there at A Street. Very good. Stone Grove. I just thought it was quite funny. Grove. That. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so I'm still looking for two more, but that was great. I didn't see that on right. the list. Well, uh, yeah. that's it for me. And have a great night, you lot. You're doing a wonderful job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ace. Thank Appreciate you. your help. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you four prisons uh and i want you to tell me the famous writer that was there that was an inmate in these prisons um these are not necessarily famous prisons but they're prisons that are associated with particular writers so sure. uh tell me who the writer is number one ohio state penitentiary number two the alpine texas jail Number three, the Federal Correctional Institute near Ashland, Kentucky. 
And number four, Pentonville Prison. So again, I want you to tell me the famous writer that is associated with each of these prisons. Number one, the Ohio State Penitentiary. Number two, the Alpine Texas Jail. Number three, the Federal Correctional Institute near Ashland, Kentucky. And number four, Pentonville Prison. I'll give you each one guess. And are the works they are associated with works about prison life or not? Not necessarily, no. So no, they just, no. These guys just not happened, really. not happened to me, but they were in jail. They were convicts at one point, yes. At these places, inmates. Jer- Jeremy, say. you can have my guess. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, did they write famously from the prison? Uh, I would say not, although the prisons may have been mentioned in their writings at some point, but they're not famous for writing while in prison, these prisons. And they were hoping... I was hoping for like Birmingham jail or something, but no, no. No, these are all these are all professional writers, people who became quite famous as writers. Uh, and they were some of them were famous already when they went to become uh inmates at these places. They write fiction? Uh both fiction and nonfiction, but mostly fiction. And would it are they all men? They are all men. All right. And that's all I got, Jeremy. Take over. <laughs> I, I, I got, I got, no, I got nothing here. Smith. My guess is Smith for all of them. <laughs> so once more, I want you to give me the famous writer who was an inmate in these various prisons. Could be U.S., could be not U.S., but but most of them are U.S. Uh, number one, Ohio State Penitentiary. Number two, the Alpine Texas Jail. Number three, the Federal Correctional Institute near Ashland, Kentucky. And number four, Pentonville Prison. Can you tell us where Pentonville Prison is? Would that give anything away? It is not in the United States. Oh. The other three are obviously in the United States. Since okay, one's so in how, Ohio, one's in Texas, and one's near Ashland, how about, Kentucky. How about Oscar Wilde for the Pentonville? That is correct. Pentonville right. Prison. That helped. Very good. Okay. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds of a Minor. Hello. Um, uh, the candy, that's still on the guest. How about I try Good and Plenty? Good and oh. Plenty is correct. Oh, yeah. Yay, I can't believe it. Oh, that's it just, the, the oldest it candy, sounds, huh? It, it tastes old. But, you know, I was going <laughs> to guess Necco, which you said is wrong. So, But I but I happen to know, and I don't want to say abbreviation. Do you know what Necco, where sure. that name comes from? Yeah, New Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. <laughs> New England Confectionery Company. That's correct. Nice. Uh, okay. Uh, here's uh, now. Did we finish with the presidents? There's still one more. Oh, I'm going to guess. Okay, guess and you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to take a guess at John Tyler. Uh, you would be wrong, though. He certainly has a living grandson presently. That's right. What did you say? Is it grandson? He has a living grandson, so they've got longevity in that family, so it's a good guess. Oh, well, who it's, is it's... his living? Well, John Tyler, I know, because I think he was like the youngest president for a long time. Well, no. Well, hmm. Um, anyway, that I don't think he was that he... young. He married, his, his, he married a very a much younger woman, and they had many children by this much younger woman. Uh, oh. So, but he wasn't necessarily the youngest man to be president up to that point. Okay. 
so I was thinking who would be president. So, look, um, here's, a, here's a question I have for you. Just brainstorm. Okay, where does the name guinea pig come from? Uh, what does probably some probably some part of Africa where all those things called Guinea are? No. Okay. It's no. In fact, it's not from Africa. Do you, do you know where it comes from that animal? I don't. It's well. It's is from, it is it some relation to to South America? Yes. In the end. So, there's obviously a guinea in south in south america um, no no it, the, the, it's the most contorted name it, it, it's called a cavi c-a-v-i and but how did it get the name guinea pig is the question guinea pig how did it get the name i, I assume i i would the dana's not right that it doesn't just come from guiana uh no no you're right uh well, Guyana. Where's uh, in Africa? In South America. No, no, no. Not. It has nothing to do with. That's a weird thing. It has nothing oh, okay. to do with South America. Okay. Well, you, I thought you said you just said <clears throat> earlier that does have something to do with South. America. Well, that's where it's from. It's from the Andes. But the name guinea pig. Where does that come from? Oh. No idea. Does it have anything to do with currency? A guinea? Yes. Oh. Nice. The, the current, it, it, yes, it does. Well, it, a guinea. Uh, I, I, well, how did it get the name pig? It's obviously not a pig. <laughs> mm, no. Okay, um, because, because of the sound it makes, it's kind of like a squeal. Okay, let me tell you where how it got. It got that name when it was for sale in pet stores in England, and they called it a guinea pig because it costs a guinea. Okay, but but now, yeah. where did the name Guinea come from? You mean Guinea as in used for? This is a convoluted question. <laughs> Guinea yes. as yeah. in used for a uh, uh, in in terms of currency. You're asking yes. that now. Yes. Well, see, there's something. Yes, it cost a guinea. That 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 pet, that guinea pig. It's it pay. It costs a guinea. Now, also, where did where did that word? guinea come from for the currency well a guinea is a coin so yeah. i mean it was a coin i don't know i guess it's still a coin um let's see oh uh what are you did asking come, How, what did it come from the gold coast of africa yes <clears throat> all right that's it, it, a guinea the, if i recall a guinea is worth a pound and a shilling so it's, yeah. it's something like that. And uh, it's a coin that was in from England, uh, maybe the 17th, 16th, 17th, 18th century, 19th century. And, um, um, yeah, what, what else do you want to know? It was made <laughs> of gold that came from where? Oh, from Guinea? Is that what, is that what you're yes. here? Yes. It's, it, it's gold that was from Guinea in Africa, which is a Portuguese, so that was the Portuguese word for it, Guinea right. in Africa. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that the the name of that coin is what the, the price of that, and it's not really, and it's not a pig, it's the most convoluted word. 
<laughs> all the things. But but actually, so also guinea pig. Another answer would be, what's a guinea pig? Well, it's someone that you're experimenting against. Anyone can be a guinea pig for an experiment. All right. I mean, that's I feel like one right now. The, the medicine, <laughs> yeah, like, the, like we've been for the last five minutes. Um, yeah, you were you were my guinea pig. Yeah, there you go. All we, right, we failed. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Bye bye. We were the control group. And, yeah. yeah, apparently. Uh, so, if you'd like to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. Two numbers are area code four one five eight four one four one three four. Again, that's area code four one five eight four one four one three four. Or toll free, 866-798-8255. And all right, uh, since Jeremy, you're you're here tonight, I'll give you a chance. If you have a short question, throw it in. Um, sure. In December 1969, 59, what two friends famously took a train to Holcomb, Kansas to do research for a book about an incident on November 15th of that year? Was, was this the Truman Capote and... Uh... Um, you know, Carper Lee. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, going to investigate the murder, the Kansas murder. Yeah. Uh, uh, alleged the, murder. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes. yes. The Clutter Clutter family murders, I believe it led to a book in the uh sixty six or so. Yeah. So and a movie. I'm, and and a, and a movie. It's yeah. true. Yeah. All right. Since we answered that, Lori, you have a quick question? I do. It's sort of a little bit Halloween related and it's uh related to the death of one of my favorite performers uh, about two weeks ago, Jerry Lee Lewis, who I was in high school. My band opened for Jerry Lee Lewis, but that's not the question. I'm just bragging a little bit. Wow. Yeah. At, at a point in his career in 1968, when his career was really foundering, Jerry Lee Lewis was cast in a rock version of which Shakespearean play? And more importantly, whom did he play or who did he play in that play? So Jerry Lee Lewis in 68, and I played in uh, Los Angeles for about two weeks and got well-reviewed, and he got excellent reviews. Who did he play? And, oh, the name of the play was Catch My Soul. That was the adaptation. Oh, I know that. I, oh, I, I would not have gotten it had you not said Catch My Soul. But that's, I think that's Othello, Othello. isn't it? It is Othello. And so yeah. who, who did who did the killer play? I mean, so that's Iago, like the killer. There you go. That's right. Yeah. That's well, right. No, actually, I guess Othello's the killer, but sorry. Yeah, well, that was just his Spoiler nickname. Spoiler if anyone but, doesn't know Othello. That's right. very good. All right. I love yeah. I love that little tidbit. I, I did not know that about him. Terrific. Okay. Right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Is, uh, this is Ruth. And Hi. am I on the air? You are. Yes. yes. Uh, is the name of the political, uh, I mean, the prisoner in Ohio State, a journalist, political writer, Muhammad Abu Jamal? You know, I... Um, I'm thinking of a more, uh, uh, probably a, a, a writer with a wider um, readership. That, but I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong because that he well may have been in Ohio uh-huh. Penitentiary. So okay. I'll give you credit for that. But it wasn't the one I was thinking of anyway. Okay. Thank you for the ding. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye bye. And if you'd like to join us, we have a few minutes left. We'd love to hear from you. 415. 415- Eight four one four one three four, or toll free eight six six seven nine eight eight two five five. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds of Planet. Hi, this is Bob in Oakland. How's everybody tonight? Good, thank good. you. Good, good. Okay, Ohio State Penitentiary. I believe that was O. Henry. It was O. Henry. Yes, 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 thank yes. You. Very good. Hi, uh, <laughs> oldest um, candy brand. I'm going to take a guess and say that was Whitman Sampler. 
well, somebody got it just a little bit ago. It was oh. it was the ever popular Good and Plenty. Oh, uh, Good and Plenty. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, I missed that one. So, okay, uh, question now. Two weeks ago, we had the question of the only major league sports team, baseball, football, hockey, or basketball, that was named after a poem. Follow-up question. Which is the only major league sports team named after a song title? Oh, interesting question. And, and it, really, it really is named after the song title, huh? That's correct. Not, not it's just, it's just like major on. league baseball, football, St. basketball, Louis or Blues. Nice. Um, that's good. Oh, that, that um, that's another one. Okay, there are two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give Jeremy credit for that. And they are a hockey yeah. team? Yeah. Yeah. They're a hockey team, yeah. yeah. That's good. Right. All right. So there's another one. All right. So there is another one. All yes. Right. Um, and uh, we'll narrow it down a bit. I'll give it to you. It's a football team. Football team. Um, football team. Well, that shouldn't be so terribly it's one, difficult. It's one word, right? We can think of football mm-hmm. team. Um, and it's, it's uh, part of a song title. New Orleans Saints. That's the one. Give yourself a dance. Good. Good. Nice. Good. St. Louis Blues and the New Orleans Saints. Just jazz cities, apparently. The Utah Jazz (laughs) doesn't count, but they would be (laughs) a form of music. Known for its jazz, of course. New Orleans Jazz or a Utah Jazz, that's a type of music, not a a song title per se here. Okay, great show, guys. Uh, As always, look forward to hearing, hearing again next week. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hello. Um, Hi. Hi. For the breath mint, I'm guessing certs. It is certs. If he kissed you once, will he kiss you again with certs? Very good. I grew up with that one. And then um, the... uh, I'm not sure which prison, but could you could you could it be Johnny Cash for one of them? He's kind of a writer. No, well, I mean, you know, you've got a point to be made there. Uh, no, none of them are Johnny Cash. None of them are Johnny Cash. Okay, um, I think that's it for me today. I think his right. prison appearances are Thank primarily, you. as they'd say, in Monopoly parlance, just visiting. Right. <laughs> but certainly Thank you so much. Us. Appreciate it. Thank so you. the the famous writers of the prisons we ones we have left I should say are there are only two um, Alpine Texas Jail and the Federal Correctional Institute near Ashland Kentucky. So, tell us a little more about the authors, maybe. Well, the author of the Federal Correctional Institute near Ashland Kentucky that's a 20th century author. Actually, they're both 20th century authors. Um, one slightly better known than the other. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I can tell you about that. Um, how much more I can tell you. Both basically fiction writers. Um, bestseller? Do they have bestsellers? One definitely a bestselling writer. And what the decade? other less so. What decade for the bestseller? Oh, all through, to, you know, first good solid, you know, 30-year career. Oh. Um, and what are some of the well-known titles? No, yeah. <laughs> either of them still alive? No. And uh, that narrows it down quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> that does narrow it down. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello. Hi, you're on. Go ahead, please. Uh, are you talking to me? I am. Yeah. 
Oh, right. hi. My name is Alexandra, and my dog's name is Zoe, so I thought I'd take a crack at the A to Z question for the oh, street. You've already done very well. What do you have? <laughs> well, I didn't actually think of Zoe while I was listening until someone else said it, which is embarrassing. Um, I think Zurich might be one of the three. You know, if it is, I do, it, it might be like A Street. I don't have Zurich Street on my list. Is there a street in San Francisco named Zurich? I think so. There are a lot of streets in the Outer Mission that are named after European cities. I know, I've, and I've seen them in Geneva, certainly. But, I, okay, we'll give you a half a bell. We'll, we'll check on Zurich. I didn't see it yeah. on my list. Yeah. I could be wrong. I, I'm probably wrong because I and don't know a, for sure, even though I grew up here. Anything um, on, the a, on the A side? No, because you, you, I, it's got to be an AA, an AB, or an AC, and I'm coming, I grew up here, and I'm coming up completely blank. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's AC. The two left are ACs, if that helps um, at all. What was the first one that was guessed? Well, the first one that I didn't have on my list was A Street in Stern Grove and then Abbey Street uh, in Jeremy's mm-hmm. back- backyard. And now I'm looking for two that begin with AC. In fact, well, I'm well, let, me just, a- let me just come up with a word, Acme or Ackerman. Uh, Acme's on the list, but it's not in the top three. Um, and oh, they both start with AC- ACA, if that helps. Uh, it does not. Oh. Can I Can I ask you guys a question? Well, I, I, I would normally say yes. I'd be happy to hear that, but we're almost out of time, so I'm afraid we have to cut it short here. Okay, well, I'm, I'll listen and see what those three were, but I'm drawing a blank. Thank you so much. It's my first time on the air. Oh, thank you, and I appreciate your calling. Great. Bye. All Acadia? Right, uh, let's... Yes, Acadia is one of them, oh, near good, Glen, good. right near Glen right. Park. Very good. Okay, Jeremy, do you have anything out there? Well, we're still looking for the third U.S. president, aside from W and JFK, who both his parents were alive uh, upon his first inauguration, the president's inauguration. We need the answer. We need the yes. answer now. U.S. Grant. Okay. And I, I just want to mention again that Jerry Lee Lewis played Iago. I just love that fact. The A the Street killer. that we're missing is Acacia Street in Hunters Point. And the two Z Streets we are missing are, I think zoo. this counts, Zoo Road, where zoo. the zoo is, but Zircon Place, which is near Cashtowood 29th. So oh. also that. And then there's a few others, but those were the top three and the bottom three. That's it for me. All right. In the Alpine, Texas jail, uh, one of the inmates was Nelson Algren. And the Federal Correctional Institute near Ashland, Kentucky, that was Dashiell Hammett. Really? Yes. Nice. Uh, so if we didn't get your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Over Matter is here every Sunday at 5 p.m. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to give you the three... The three states, uh, yes. three largest U.S. states that have no cities with over 100,000 or more, that would be Wyoming, Maine, and West Virginia. <laughs> Wyoming, Maine, and West Virginia. My thanks to uh, Jeremy Horwitz, cryptographer, uh, Lori Fisher, late of Diablo Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thanks to Joanne Marr for handing the board and phones. And above all, thanks to you for taking the time to tune in and call in. Please have a great week, everybody, and we do hope you will join us again next Sunday at 5. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.